0: Today, the lending worm is turning now. Hello, again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. One of this post covering finance and problems with a distinctively Australian flavour. Well, the ABS finally released the new loan data for November, belatedly, because of course of the holiday. And they said that this month's value of loan commitments continued to decline from record high levels seen earlier in 2022 new owner occupied loan commitments fell 3.8 percent in november while new investor loan commitments fell 3.6 percent and in fact the number of owner occupied dwelling commitments also continued to fall in november to below the pre-pandemic level for the first time the number of new loan commitments to owner occupier first home buyers also fell 5.5% in November, driving the overall fall in owner occupier lending. First home buyer loans in November were 51% below their January 2021 peak and 16% below the February 2020 pre pandemic level. The value of owner occupier refinancing between lenders, though, rose 9.1% to a new high of $13.4 billion in November. That's seasonally adjusted. While total new loan commitments for housing fell 3.7%, according to the ABS. And they said more borrowers switch lenders for lower interest rates as the RBA's cash rate target continues to rise. This is something I've been talking about for quite some time. Many people were not on the best available rates and with rising interest rates, they're shopping around and quite often are able to save some money in so doing. Now, overall, in November 2022, new loan commitments, again, seasonally adjusted fell 3.7% for housing, fell 1.3% for fixed personal term loans, and fell 62.1% for business construction, but of course, that is a typically volatile series, and also fell 1.7% in trend terms. And looking at business purchase of property, it fell 0.7% or 1.6% in trend terms. Now, in November 2022, in season-adjusted terms, the value of new loan commitments for total housing fell 3.7% to $24.7 billion, following a 2.8% fall in October, and it was 24.3% lower compared to a year ago. For investor housing, it fell 3.6% to $8.3 billion, and was 23.2% lower compared to a year ago. And in November, in season adjusted terms for owner-occupier housing, the value of new loan commitments for the purchase of existing dwellings fell 2.7%, and that was 25.9% lower compared to a year ago. And for the construction of new dwellings, it fell 7% and was 16.1% lower compared to a year ago. And for the purchase of new dwellings, it fell 5.5% and was 25.8% lower compared to a year ago. And also in November, in season-adjusted terms for owner-occupier housing, the value of new home commitments in Victoria fell 6%. In New South Wales, it fell 3.4%. In Western Australia, it fell 3.9%. In Queensland, it fell 2.1%. The ACT fell 5.4%. In South Australia, it fell 1.9%. And in Tasmania, it fell 4.6%. And in the Northern Territory, it fell 7.4%. So every state saw a reduction. In November, in season-adjusted terms, investor housing commitments, the value of new commitments in Victoria fell 4.5%. In New South Wales, it fell 2.2%. In the ACT, it fell 10.5%. In South Australia, it fell 3.5%. In Tasmania, it fell 16%. In Queensland, it fell 0.7%. And in the Northern Territory, it fell 19% while in Western Australia, there was no change. Also in November, in season-adjusted terms, the value of external refinancing for total housing rose 8.2% to an all-time high of $19.5 billion. That was 20.4% higher compared to a year ago. And within that, for owner-occupier housing, it rose 9.1% to an all-time high of $13.4 billion. And that was 27.1% higher compared to a year ago. And for investor housing, it rose 6.3% to $6.1 billion and was 7.8% higher compared to a year ago. Now, this is a very significant move, of course. But the question is, how long will this refinancing splurge continue? Remembering that the banks at the moment are fighting for those refinance deals, offering cash incentives and other reasons to switch. But, of course, there are still people who are stranded because... Their loan to value ratio or their servicing ability means they're unlikely to get an alternative loan. These mortgage prisoners are becoming a very substantial element within the market, but of course, those aren't covered in the ABS statistics. Now, in November, in season adjusted terms, the value of new loan commitments for fixed term personal finance fell 1.3% after a fall of 0.5% in October. And for personal investments, it fell 9.3%. For road vehicles, it fell 2.9%. For household goods, it rose 5.1% to an all-time high of $154 million. So pretty small beer, really. And in November 2022, in season adjusted terms, the value of new business finance loan commitments for construction finance fell 62.1% after a rise of 66.6% in October. In trend terms, it fell 1.7%. And for the purchase of property, it fell 0.7%. After a fall of 4.1% in October, and in trend terms, it fell 1.6%. Now, these series, of course, can have volatile month-on-month movements in season adjusted terms as they are strongly affected by small numbers of high-value loans. So overall, some very significant trends here. First-time buyers are still checking out. There are a smaller number of people getting new mortgages for their own occupier and investment loans. But refinancing is supporting the market and that is why banks are deeply discounting and offering incentive programs to try and attract people from other banks of course it's a zero-sum game really except that through this refinancing process a considerable proportion of households are drawing down more equity from their property than just a direct refinancing now unfortunately the abs numbers don't actually include the refinancing component But according to my analysis, more than half of those who have refinanced this year have actually pulled out equity as part of the transaction. And in a full year, this equity mate strategy is worth about $90 billion, which is pretty much the same as some of the COVID support mechanisms. I think this refinancing equity withdrawal is one reason why household finances are still not buckling and why some are still spending big. We'll see how this plays out ahead, though, because I suspect we're going to find more and more stranded borrowers who are unable to switch onto cheaper deals. and Those people, I think, are going to be getting into difficulty in coming months. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching, and I'll see you again next time.